something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeart Media. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Novel. This show contains adult material, references to drugs, and swearing. You have been warned. Like, can I just say, I love when people talk to me about going to sex parties and stuff. I'm so interested. But, like, I can't even go to a buffet where there's loads of people because I'm like, oh, fuck, germs. Are you bored of modern dating? Meeting the same people from the same apps in the same bar you've only chosen because it's close to your house and you can make your usual quick getaway. It's time to change the narrative on how we find love. It's time to start looking for love in all the wrong places. I'm going on a wild dating adventure, only picking people who are the total opposite of my type. And after 28 of these dates in two months... Will I find that special someone? Or will this experiment prove that I should just give up on dating altogether? It's time to find out. I'm Grace Campbell, and this is 28 Dates Later. Hi, Roz. How are you doing? A little bit tired. Yeah. But I'm hoping to get a lot of energy now. Listen to your next date. You will get energy from this date. And Grace, I have a question. How did you meet this guy? Um, we, like, we'd followed each other on Instagram and then I'd seen that he'd been in, like, a life-changing accident that had sort of 
sort of changed the trajectory of like what he'd been doing and he has this French bulldog called the Duchess which is like all over his Instagram and I sort of found him quite fascinating I sent his profile to one of my friends and he was like this is just going to be a jokes day like he looks like a lot of fun so we went to this pub in Camden and his dog the Duchess um, I must say the before she was the Duchess and Eddie my dog like got on so well we were in this pub and the dogs were pissing everyone off because they were just like like your dogs like playing yeah. everywhere like knocking people's drinks over like we just let them off the lead and they were just like running around the pub playing so everybody was really pissed off but I did love straight away that he had a dog yeah oh I'm so happy they're having a nice time Duchess Duchess come here please yeah I sound like a madman taking her out for a walk he's like no, I, <laughs> I kind of got used to she'll walk to heel and she's fine, and it's like really impressive when they do. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. another dog comes along, she's like, Yeah, <clears throat> which is fair enough. It's like, fine, but dogs. I'm the guy, I'm like that Benton! Yeah, Benton! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Running across a field, oh, for God's sake. She <laughs> right? Oh, she's just a little throw up on the floor. Beautiful. <laughs> Contemplating, do I, do I clean it up now or wait for her to eat it? She might eat it. I'm she not, I'm not having my dog eat it. No, 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 absolutely no. not. No, that would be really bad she for a might first eat date. It. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. His so, laugh. His <laughs> laugh. And also, what are you to see? He sounds quite old. He was, he was older. He was like in his 40s, yeah. He yeah. had like two kids, yeah. Okay. And um, I love how his dog got sick and he's like, should I clean it up? I was like, yeah, no, dude, you're in a fucking pub. Rose, the dog was so sick. Like, it was a lot of sick. There was a lot of sick. Like, the Duchess and Eddie had been playing for ages and then the dog throws up and I, like, picked Eddie up. I was like, I'm not letting... Because you know what dogs are like if they're sick? Oh. They want to eat it. So I was like, absolutely fucking not. And then the dog ate the sick. <laughs> well, at least he didn't have to clean it up. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So making you would me feel like, quite sick thinking about it. I know a green flag for you as someone who has a dog and who loves their dog as much as you love Eddie. So I... So you could bring them all together. I met a girl yesterday. I was on the tube and I met this girl and she had a dog with her and I had Eddie and we got talking and, and I was like, oh, like your dog, like she had a red setter and she was like, well, I, this is actually my boyfriend's dog. I've got an Alsatian. I was like, oh my God, you both got massive dogs. Like, that's mad. And she was like, well, we actually met on a dog walk. Like we were both walking our dogs wow. and then their dog started playing and that's how they met and now they've been together for two years and I was like, oh. why the fuck has that, that not happened to me? Yeah. All I do when I go on dog walks is get into fights with middle-aged men. So you went on a date with this guy because you were really intrigued about his life-changing story. So, like, I want to know what happened. Like, what Like, what Okay, happened? so I think we should just play the clip where he talks about it. It's quite a long story, though. So I had a big accident last end of last year. Oh, no. Um, quite a long story short, I came home and I was like, I fucking need water. And I went and uh, took a swig of a um, bottle of water that I thought was water. It wasn't water. It was GHB, and it put me over for 12 hours. Did you have a whole swig? Yes, 30, 40 mils of it, whereas usually people do, like, one minute at a time. 12 hours later, 5 in the morning, Saturday morning, wake up, couldn't work my phone out, so confused, it just fucked my head, basically. Um, crawled out in the street to get help, and no-one would stop. They thought I was a wino, so I was dressed like this, and I was like, I need help. I was like, call me an ambulance, like that. Genuinely. No, that's mad. It's I cannot mad. imagine a world in which someone's saying, can you call me an ambulance? I, like, I wouldn't like to call me stop. an ambulance. And I'm shouting across the road at people as well, because I couldn't walk. My leg didn't work. Got help eventually, got to the hospital. I was like, 
can you help me? Like, I think I'm fucking dying. And this ultrasound guy coming in, he's like, oh, just had his coffee, do you know what I mean? First job of the day. He was like, unless I operate on you in the next couple of hours, you won't make it. And that was the life-changing moment. Wait, 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 wait. Right, so what I is, need to... What's okay, GHB? So, so basically, so GHB is Jeebs, is what it's like known like recreationally, but it's a version of Rufalin. Like, is that Rufalin? No, what's Rufies? Roofies are the date rape drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Jeeves is. Jeeves is a date rape drug. But people take it, like how people take Valium, like people take it as a drug, like a recreational drug. Okay, okay. I was like, uh, Grace, red flag, he's got rape rape. Rape, it's like date, you know in, um, in you know in the hangover like that's what they take like in the hangover and then that's why they they all give themselves date rape drug and then they go out have this crazy night fall asleep don't remember any of it so people like I used to live with someone who took Jeeves like it, it, it's like what? it's not just a date rape people it's like a drug it's like you know not like acid but like people like like taking it he obviously had it in a bottle in Evian bottle and he's gone into his fridge in the middle of the night thirsty taking a massive swig of it. Then date raped himself to the nines, passed out, basically paralyzed one of his legs, woken up like so much longer later. One of the things he said, which was fucking mad, is that right before he passed out, so when he realized he'd drunk it, he called one of his best friends and was like, I've just drunk this. Can you come right now? And the guy just didn't come. <gasps> so he was, I was like, that's fine. I was like, are you still friends with that guy? Like, that guy, like, you could have died. Yeah. And he didn't come and help you. And they, apparently his friend said he thought it was a joke. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, sorry. When he, he first was saying GHB, I was like, "What is that?" And when you explained, I was like, "That's a red flag that he has that in his fucking fridge, pre-mixed." Yeah. But um, I didn't realize it was like quite a no. It's like recreational. a recreational drug. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I don't think he had it today, right? But I think he had it for fun. Oh my god, that is crazy. Yeah, it's mad, but isn't from, it? I know. Obviously, it's quite a crazy story. But like, you seem, you guys do seem to get on, like really well like you're obviously getting into deep conversations straight away yeah well i feel like um i'd seen about this on his instagram but i wanted to know what it was because when somebody says like near-death experience you're like god it could be anything do you know what i mean like that yeah. i feel like any near-death experience is, fa- is interesting like it's always gonna be an interesting story but that was a story that i was not predicting that he'd overdosed by accident on jeebs well, honestly when i first heard it i was like so I accidentally was leaving the house one day with loads of stuff in my hands and I saw like a breath freshening spray. I have one or whatever. And I grabbed, I just grabbed the spray and I went twice in my mouth. And I was like, Ooh. and I was like, spat it. I was like, whoa, what? That's so gone off. And I looked at it and it was my dog's steroid medication. I'd oh. accidentally sprayed into my mouth. And I was like, oh my God. So like I ran to the sink and I started like washing my tongue. It's like, your tongue is so absorbent. Like, and I was like, oh shit. Like this stuff is so strong. You literally have to wear gloves putting it on your dog. And I was like, Stop. oh fuck. I was what like, did you feel? What did your tongue feel like? I was like, I'm going to start foaming at, at the mouth and like passing. It's going to be like fucking, Darwin way to die like the worst way to die like such a silly little bitch so I rang my cousin who's a vet and I sent her a photo and I was like listen am I gonna die and she was just like look it's a really strong steroid and like there's loads of other ingredients but like none of them are gonna kill you they're not toxic like wash your tongue really well and she was like I don't know what the side effects will be but like I don't think you're you're fine I slept all day I fell asleep I got so drowsy it was like it was like I took sleeping tablets I could not wake up Oh my god, that's mad. Yeah, so it, that shit can happen. No, a hundred percent. No, a hundred percent. But I guess, like, yeah, you just have to be so careful. But you also is you, you shouldn't have GHB like hanging around no, in your fridge. No, is no. for sure. What if one of his kids came in and drank it? So anyway, what did he do for work? Like, what? I want to know more. 
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So 
So I retrained as a day trader, always fascinated by that whole Wolf of Wall Street. Right, thing. okay. And I was like, I'm a wanker. I know I can be a wanker, so let's just fit the If the build. shoe fits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. <laughs> so I retrained in that, which was mixed success. And for the last six months now, I've got very big on the weirdly enough LGBTQ scene. So I was dating a trans girl for a long while. Okay. I'm still very good friends with her, still work with her, um, and she gave me some jobs, kind of like, help me with my marketing, help me with my social uh-huh. amplification, help me kind of get more audiences. I just gave her a little bit of advice, and then after the accident, she was like, I still want to help you. So I'm redesigning her club underneath. So we're going to rebrand it, we're going to bring oh, it out as a velvet speakeasy type Oh, my God, that's affair. so cool. Yeah, red velvet carpets. Invite me to the opening. Oh, God, you're not going to miss it. You're that's going to be there. So cool. Dogs are going to be there. Yeah. Like, the dog is loved by everyone in oh. there. And you can imagine, like, straight guy, identify as straight slash guy yeah. Right. if you want to get into the midst of it. Yeah. But straight guy with a fucking gay Frenchy. dog. yeah. <laughs> Called Duchess. Yeah. They, they are literally like, oh, my oh queen my is here. <laughs> Isn't he a bit of a legend? Yeah, I I do really like this guy. Like, he's he sounds like an absolute legend. What's gynosexual? Yeah, I actually asked him because I had no idea. I've never heard that phrase, gynosexual. Gynosexual? Gynosexual. Oh, sorry, I thought you said gynosexual. I was like... I think it must be from Latin of reproductive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's uh, essentially attraction to the female form. So yeah. I am attracted to the boobs, the bar, yeah. the, yeah, the yeah, waist, yeah, yeah, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. the thighs, everything about woman I'm attracted to, regardless of what the fuck is between yeah. her legs. Oh, OK. So yeah, if yeah, I have a connection yeah. with you, you could have a cop. You yeah, could have yeah, a yeah, yeah. I don't care. I'm yeah. going to lick it. I'm yeah. going to suck it. I'm going to do yeah. whatever with it. It's like... I'm more attracted to you mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. than you as a physical being. Do you know? Well, physical being yeah, helps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that is what instinctively gives you. I've discovered that. I told everyone. Yeah. And I went public with everything. And, like, all my mates know about me being into trans. All yeah. my All my friends kind of found out. And it was a very macho kind of barbecue setting. And I was like, I'm not going to lie anymore. I'm not going to lie anymore about anything. And so I just become brutally honest about everything. To the point and where how did that feel? Liberating. I, I love him. Like, uh, He's such a positive, yeah. like, story. Because also, that's so, yeah, like, normal. Like, obviously, the way he's saying it, you're like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. that's what you are. I but didn't even like, know, like, there's a cool word for that guy. No exactly. But he obviously would have been someone, I think he's so macho. Like, you've seen pictures of him, but he's like, you can hear from his voice. Like, he's very, like, masculine, like, quite, mm. like, laddie. Like, I can imagine what his friends are like. And so I love the idea of him just telling them at a barbecue and them all being like, oh, cool. He seems, I really, really like him. Like, he's probably been one of my favourites so far in that, like, he's just really honest, seems like such a genuine person. Obviously, he's had this life-changing incident, which, like, I don't know what he was like before, but he seems like he's just really happy in who he is and never wants to hide anything about himself. Yeah, and also, I think it was a real, like... I would have met him out and not ever thought this was someone who would be like now working to like redesign and open an LGBTQ plus club. Like it's bad, like the way that I would have stereotyped him, I think. And it's just so fun when someone completely defies all expectations and it's just like a legend. Yeah. But we were talking about his club and we were talking about sex parties and because I think he was maybe saying that that's like something that they're into. And then I was telling him about the sex party that... I went to where I famously had a terrible time. 
as soon as I got there, I was like, there's no chance now I'm going to no. get involved here. Like, no, maybe you... in another one, but at this one, I just knew. I was I'm dried like, up. No, I, I, my <laughs> vagina shut so close. It was like a dungeon. Like, honestly, the key was locked. I was like... Sometimes you need to get yourself in the zone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you're in the moment, you're kind of like, there's a connection there, it's all going good. And then you go, can I join in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like fucking Nigel, and he's like 75 years old. Fucking hell, Nigel. Fuck At least Nigel. have a wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got food in your teeth. Jesus Christ. Is that a beard or is that pubic hair? What is that? <laughs> Sorry, the bit where he's like, Excuse me, can I join no, in? No, no. Because oh. when I was at the threesome, yeah, there was this like I obviously didn't get involved, but there was this horrific moment where I was watching a threesome, like a really good, and they were like having a great time on this bed, and they just look like they're having the best time. And then this guy comes over, and he like sits on the edge of the bed, and he's like tapping them, and as to be like, "Can you let me in? Can you let me in?" And they're like looking at him like, "Fuck off!" And then they're like turning back and joining. And then this guy's like edging in, edging in, like trying. And it was so ick to watch this guy like beg friend his way into a threesome. So that's why when he said that, I was like, "That's exactly it!" Like <laughs> that sort of bugged me out so much at a sex party. Like, can I just say? I love when people talk to me about going to sex parties and stuff. I'm so interested. But like, I can't even go to a buffet where there's loads of people because I'm like, oh, fuck germs. <laughs> so like, I, I like, I like, if I go to a buffet breakfast, I need to be the first one there or else I'm like, oh, people are pawn shit. Like they're breathing on it. Like, you kidding me? Ugh! I like just being one to one with someone. I would find it very difficult, like not knowing someone and not knowing yet if they've washed or, but that I am a germaphobe, like in everything, every sense, like with food, with everything, like someone touched me, even someone shaking my hand I'm like oh so oh, like, then you would hate a sex party no, yeah, it was, disgu- it was disgusting it was disgusting wow. I oh. think maybe in that case that like, you could have a threesome because then you've like vetted everyone vetted, involved yeah, but yeah. the point of a sex party is it's like there is people everywhere there are people I remember when I went to the sex party I was at the bar and I was ordering a gin and tonic and there was a guy sat on the bar stool next to me at the bar and then I turned and the guy sat on the bar stool has like he's like on the edge of the bar stool and one girl's giving him head and the other girl's like fingering his arsehole at the bar next to me I was like oh no it was too much much. I also think that like imagine being in a threesome and you're the one who's kind of like who's slowly getting edged out and you're like oh my worst nightmare yeah (laughs) yeah you're like okay uh, like you know what I mean like that is that's kind of oh my god can you imagine it's like did you watch sex in the city yeah. Do you remember when Samantha's going out with that rich guy, Dick, or whatever his name yeah. is, the really rich guy, and then they have a threesome, and the younger girl in the threesome keeps pushing Samantha off the bed, yeah. like she keeps like pushing her out, and I, that's my worst nightmare, is that I'll be at a threesome, and I actually like like one of them, and the other person's like, exactly. Grace, you like being the centre of attention. I do. So if I was going to have a threesome, it would need yeah. to be, I'd need to be the main character. Yeah, you would. Mm. Like that both of them like you, but don't like each other. But, but they hate <laughs> each other, they're repulsed by each yeah. other. <laughs> I loved this day. I had such a good time with him. He was just great, great vibes. Like, we had great fun. Um, and then he told me a really funny story about how he's developed a technique for how he picks up girls when he's in America. Go to a bar, kind of scope it out, make sure we were noticed and they didn't know enough about us to kind of make a really judgment. Loudly. You need then that. You wait for the girl that you wanted to hit on, go to the bar. Yeah, so, and then you quickly follow in about two feet to the right or left of her Speak. and go order your drink really loudly. <laughs> and it would get the... <laughs> it's mad. It's mad. I don't know it's why we crazy. don't all move there. In Bakersfield, I remember getting called out for the first time about being English. 
So I was in this bar, and uh, you know you get the typical kind of, like, can't-hold-his-booze American young kind of, like, jock. And uh, he was like, you're a dog. You're thick as fuck. I was like, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me, Excuse me. Hugh Grant's my uncle. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you're thick as fuck. Why are you putting that fake accent on? Just so you get the girl's attention, man. I was like, don't, no, I'm don't be so fucking hateful just because you're not getting any. <laughs> That's like your man from Love, actually. I will say, yeah, 100%. But whenever I go to America, Ross, I'll literally go into Whole Foods. I'll be like, Excuse me, hello, have you got any kombucha? And then someone Someone will be like, oh my God, are you from London? Like, it's mad. It's mad. Really? When I'm in America, I amp it up so much. Like, I'm like, oh my God, hello. Like, the men that I shag in America, the levels of like tens out of tens versus the people I get here. Wow. It's crazy. And it's all because of my voice. I don't know, does the Irish accent work? I think so, but I think the Irish accent is so adored in England. Really? See, like, the accent now I love is a Scottish accent. If a guy comes around with a Scottish accent, I'm like, fuck Jesus. Keep keep talking. So with this guy, would you see him again? Would you date him again? I think I would see him again. Wow. I think I would. I liked that our dogs got on. Like dating with a dog is really stressful because you like feel stressed that the person is annoyed about the fact that like I want to take yeah. the dog see if the dog wants to go for a wee and like do you know what I mean like the dog's kind of like you know she's very chill but like she's there so I just really liked that vibe I got on with, well with him the chat was great he was great I really liked his openness and willingness to talk about all of his life I just thought it's so nice when you meet someone especially a man who's maybe a bit more like laddie presenting who's just so disarming and not intimidated to talk about certain things next time on 28 Dates Later Okay, the deadest flirting I've ever heard in my life. You sound Danish. He did sound Danish, bruv. I mean... Twenty Eight Dates Later is produced by Novel for iHeartRadio. For more from Novel, visit novel.audio. The series is presented by me, Grace Campbell with help from Ros Purcell and Dan Y. The producer is Diggory Waite. The executive producer is Claire Broughton. Our editors are Mythily Rao and Max O'Brien. Production management from Cherie Houston and Charlotte Wall. Willard Foxton is our creative director of development. Novel. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeart Media. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.